Michael Milken. On March 29, 1989 American financier Michael Milken was indicted on 98 counts of racketeering and fraud relating to an investigation into an allegation of insider trading and other offenses. Milken was accused of using a wide-ranging network of contacts to manipulate stock and bond prices. It was one of the first occasions that a RICO indictment was brought against an individual with no ties to organized crime. Milken pleaded guilty to six lesser felonies of securities fraud and tax evasion, rather than risk spending the rest of his life in prison and ended up serving 22 months in prison. Milken was also ordered banned for life from the securities industry. On September 7, 1988, Milken's employer, Drexel Burnham Lambert, was threatened with RICO charges under Respondiat Superior, the legal doctrine that corporations are responsible for their employees' crimes. Drexel avoided RICO charges by entering an offered plea to lesser felonies of stock parking and stock manipulation. In a carefully worded plea, Drexel said it was not in a position to dispute the allegations made by the government. If Drexel had been indicted under RICO statutes, it would have had to post a performance bond of up to $1 billion to avoid having its assets frozen. That would have taken precedence over all of the firm's other obligations, including the loans that provided 96% of its capital base. If the bond ever had to be paid, its shareholders would have been practically wiped out. Since banks will not extend credit to a firm indicted under RICO, an indictment would have likely put Drexel out of business. By at least one estimate, a RICO indictment would have destroyed the firm within a month. Years later, Drexel President and CEO Fred Joseph said that Drexel had no choice but to plead guilty because a financial institution cannot survive a RICO indictment. Major League Baseball In 2001, Major League Baseball team owners voted to eliminate two teams, presumably the Minnesota Twins and Montreal Expos. In 2002, the former minority owners of the Expos filed charges under the RICO Act against MLB Commissioner Bud Selig and former Expos owner Jeffrey Loria claiming that Selig and Loria deliberately conspired to devalue the team for personal benefit in preparation for a move. If found liable, Major League Baseball could have been responsible for up to $300 million in punitive damages. The case lasted two years, successfully stalling the Expos' move to Washington or contraction during that time. It was eventually sent to arbitration, where the arbiters ruled in favor of Major League Baseball, permitting the move to Washington to take place. Los Angeles Police Department. In April 2000, Federal Judge William J. Rhea in Los Angeles, ruling in one Rampart scandal case, said that the plaintiffs could pursue RICO claims against the LAPD, an unprecedented finding. In July 2001, U.S. District Judge Gary A. Fee said that the plaintiffs did not have standing to sue the LAPD under RICO, because they were alleging personal injuries rather than economic or property damage. Mohawk Industries On April 26, 2006, the Supreme Court heard Mohawk Industries Incorporated v. Williams, 2006, which concerned what sort of corporations fell under the scope of RICO. Mohawk Industries had allegedly hired illegal aliens, in violation of RICO. The court was asked to decide whether Mohawk Industries, along with recruiting agencies, constituted an enterprise that could be prosecuted under RICO. However, in June of that year, the court dismissed the case and remanded it to the U.S. Court of Appeals. Gambino Crime Family John Gotti and Frank Lacasio were convicted on April 2, 1992, under the RICO Act and later sentenced to life in prison. In Tampa, on October 16, 2006, four members of the Gambino crime family, Capo Ronald Truccio, Terry Scaglione, Stephen Catalono, and Anthony Mucchiarone and associate Kevin McMahon, were tried under RICO statutes, found guilty, and sentenced to life in prison. Lucchese crime family. In the mid-1990s, prosecuting attorneys Gregory O'Connell and Charles Rose used RICO charges to bring down the Lucchese family within an 18-month period. 
Dismantling the Lucchese family had a profound financial impact on previously mafia-held businesses such as construction, garment, and garbage hauling. Here they dominated and extorted money through taxes, dues, and fees. An example of this extortion was through the garbage business. Hauling of garbage from the World Trade Center cost the building owners $1.2 million per year to be removed when the mafia monopolized the business, as compared to $150,000 per year when competitive bids could be sought. Bonanno Crime Family Bonanno Crime Family boss Joseph Messino's trial began on May 24, 2004, with Judge Nicholas Garoffis presiding and Greg DeAndres and Robert Hennick heading the prosecution. He now faced 11 RICO counts for seven murders, due to the prospect of prosecutors seeking the death penalty for the Shiashia murder, that case was severed to be tried separately, arson, extortion, loan sharking, illegal gambling, and money laundering. After deliberating for five days, the jury found Messino guilty of all 11 counts on July 30, 2004. His sentencing was initially scheduled for October 12, and he was expected to receive a sentence of life imprisonment with no possibility of parole. The jury also approved the prosecutor's recommended $10 million forfeiture of the proceeds of his reign as Bonanno boss on the day of the verdict. Immediately after his July 30 conviction, as court was adjourned, Messino requested a meeting with Judge Garoffis, where he made his first offer to cooperate. He did so in hopes of sparing his life, he was facing the death penalty if found guilty of Shiashia's murder. Indeed, one of John Ashcroft's final acts as Attorney General was to order federal prosecutors to seek the death penalty for Messino. Messino thus stood to be the first mafia boss to be executed for his crimes, and the first mob boss to face the death penalty since Lepke Buchalter was executed in 1944. Messino was the first sitting boss of a New York crime family to turn state's evidence, and the second in the history of the American mafia to do so. Philadelphia crime family boss Ralph Natale had flipped in 1999 when facing drug charges. Chicago Outfit In 2005, the U.S. Department of Justice's Operation Family Secrets indicted 14 Chicago Outfit, also known as the Outfit, the Chicago Mafia, the Chicago Mob, or the organization, members and associates under RICO predicates. Five defendants were convicted of RICO violations and other crimes. Six pleaded guilty, two died before trial, and one was too sick to be tried. Michael Conahan and Mark Chavarella. A federal grand jury in the Middle District of Pennsylvania handed down a 48-count indictment against former Luzerne County Court of Common Pleas judges Michael Conahan and Mark Chavarella. The judges were charged with RICO after allegedly committing acts of mail and wire fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, and honest services fraud. The judges were accused of taking kickbacks for housing juveniles, that the judges convicted of mostly petty crimes, at a private detention center. The incident was dubbed by many local and national newspapers as the Kids for Cash Scandal. On February 18, 2011, a federal jury found Mark Chavarella guilty of racketeering because of his involvement in accepting illegal payments from Robert Maracle, the developer of PA Child Care, and attorney Robert Powell, a co-owner of the facility. Chavarella is facing 38 other counts in federal court. Scott W. Rothstein Scott W. Rothstein is a disbarred lawyer and the former managing shareholder, chairman, and chief executive officer of the now-defunct Rothstein-Rosenfeld-Adler law firm. He was accused of funding his philanthropy, political contributions, law firm salaries, and an extravagant lifestyle with a massive $1.2 billion Ponzi scheme. On December 1, 2009, Rothstein turned himself into federal authorities and was subsequently arrested on charges related to RICO. Although his arraignment plea was not guilty, Rothstein cooperated with the government and reversed his plea to guilty of five federal crimes on January 27, 2010. Bond was denied by U.S. Magistrate Judge Robin Rosenbaum, who ruled that due to his ability to forge documents, he was considered a flight risk.
On June 9, 2010, Rothstein received a 50-year prison sentence after a hearing in federal court in Fort Lauderdale. Access Health Source. Eleven defendants were indicted on RICO charges for allegedly assisting Access Health Source, a local health care provider, in obtaining and maintaining lucrative contracts with local and state government entities in the city of El Paso, Texas, through bribery of and kickbacks to elected officials or himself and others, extortion under color of authority, fraudulent schemes and artifices, false pretenses, promises and representations and deprivation of the right of citizens to the honest services of their elected local officials. See indictment. FIFA. 14 defendants affiliated with FIFA were indicted under the RICO Act on 47 counts for racketeering, wire fraud and money laundering conspiracies, among other offenses, in connection with the defendants' participation in a 24-year scheme to enrich themselves through the corruption of international soccer. The defendants include many current and former high-ranking officers of FIFA and its affiliate CONCACAF. The defendants had allegedly used the enterprise as a front to collect millions of dollars in bribes, which may have influenced Russia and Qatar's winning bids to host the FIFA World Cup in 2018 and 2022, respectively. Drummond Company. In 2015, the Drummond Company sued attorneys Terence P. Collinsworth and William R. Shearer, the advocacy group International Rights Advocates, IR Advocates, and Dutch businessman Albert van Bilderbeek, one of the owners of Lano's Oil accusing them of violating RICO by alleging that Drummond had worked alongside Autodefense's Unidas de Colombia to murder labor union leaders within proximity of their Colombian coal mines, which Drummond denies. Connecticut Senator Len Fasano. In 2005, a federal jury ordered Fasano to pay $500,000 under RICO for illegally helping a client hide their assets in a bankruptcy case. Lecter v. Aprio. In the North Georgia case Lecter v. Aprio, an Atlanta, Georgia accounting firm named Aprio, LLP was sued by clients for involving them in a tax avoidance scheme using conservation easements. In the complaint, David Deary, an attorney for the plaintiff, stated, this is the exact kind of conduct that the civil RICO statute was designed to remedy, where you have a bunch of professional advisors that put together a scheme in secret manipulating a bunch of technical rules that laymen don't understand to deprive people of their money. Specifically, the claim cites violations of the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, RICO, violations of the Georgia RICO statute. The case is being followed for its implications regarding the use of conservation easements as tax shelters. An article in Bloomberg Tax states, a class action claiming that the promoters of syndicated conservation easements knew from the outset that their deals violated tax laws is a new legal avenue for aggrieved investors as the Internal Revenue Service and the Justice Department grind through their own crackdowns. YSL Records. On May 9, 2022, rappers Young Thug, Gunna, and 28 other people were arrested on RICO charges stemming from a grand jury indictment filed in Georgia's Fulton County Courts. On May 14, 2022, only a few days later, a YSL member, Lil Key died due to kidney and liver failure.